catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. back to camps corner today we've got none other than god sham god jr the son of providence college legend and an nba vet as well and god sham god and currently the assistant coach for the delaware blue coats the g league team for the 76ers and i saw you go by uh sham god wells as well is that like a nickname or is that is that like nah, your actual nah, name? i mean i just go by like sham yeah like, uh when i was in high school uh i went by sham Wells just because i went to catholic school okay so, yeah, so yeah, let's get right into it. So where were you born and raised, and where did you start, uh, you know, growing up playing basketball? Uh, I was born I was born in New York City, raised there, Harlem, New York. Um, so, I mean, growing up, I've been playing basketball probably since I was, I mean, since I can remember, probably since I was like three years old. Uh, been playing. My, my dad played, so he always had me around basketball. Um Everybody knows in New York City, it's a bunch of basketball courts, stuff like that. So I was always just getting my basketball going outside, trying to find a court to play at, to, um, you know, be with my friends. That's that's what we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. That's what we love doing. So uh, I would probably say from three years old, from three years old on, I was playing basketball. Did, did you have like any other sports you played or was just basketball like kind of like no, your main I mean, I played football. I played football for maybe like summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like it. It was too hot. It was too much pads. Yeah, stuff. Um, so I mean, basically just basketball. I did track uh, my freshman year in high school, uh, like cross country, mm-hmm. and I didn't really like it. So just strictly basketball. Yeah, of course. So like starting off with like a youth days, like your basketball playing days and stuff like that. Like you said, growing up with your dad, a uh, player of his caliber, you know, NBA vet, like. So, like it had such an impact on PC. How was that like for you growing up with him? You know, having that uh, accessibility growing up with um, someone that had that much talent, that someone that could guide you in the right direction, uh, like for your playing career. Uh, I mean, it was great. Like my dad did a great job of never forcing me to play basketball, right. never uh, like forcing me to work out, do things like that. But just just being able to to have him there firsthand and to be able to you know see it um, up close and personal. Um, it was it was it was great, you know. I, I was able to kind of learn just by watching, you know, just by seeing him um, going to work out, seeing him uh, like, and I was at a young age when he was playing, so seeing him um, go to workouts, go, uh, you know, work out early in the morning, work out late at night, um, just going through those kind of things that he was going through, and then to see the success that he had, kind of. Um, just instilled in me like that work ethic to just be like, okay, you have to, you have to put the time in to get to where you want to go. Um, and I think that that was like the main thing, like one of the biggest takeaways that I took from it was just how much you have to work when in whatever you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's, you know, just being a teacher, something like that. Like you have to put the time in, you have to put the work in and that's the only way that you have success. Right. So is that the way, is that like the most, um, 
thing that kind of strived through the most was seeing him get up early and like really keep pushing and like not stopping like throughout his journey. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's the same. It's the same now. Like, yeah, uh, he works with Dallas Mavericks, and right. it's the same thing. Like when I'm around him, he's working and he's he's trying to be the best at what he's doing. And uh, I just think that that helped me to kind of just understand that you know, like you don't get anywhere in life unless you put the time in, unless you put the work in. And right. that was like that was probably like the biggest thing for me, you know. Because that ties into basketball, that ties into outside of basketball, everyday life, um, just things like that. You know, you got to put time and effort into what you want to do. Yeah, most definitely. And I've gone by that throughout my whole journey. When I, when I started this, I started this about like a year ago. Um, my main passion is to be like a broadcaster and things like that. So this is kind of like a little side thing I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, I completely understand, completely agree. But like uh, along those lines, did you have did you feel like pressured to live up to a certain expectation once you started to get to like the next level of your play? Um, maybe a little bit, like from, n- never from him, never from yeah. like my family, just, right, from right. Like, just from like outside people, you know, like growing up in New York, you always, I would always hear like, oh, you're not as good as your dad or mm. you wouldn't be as good as your dad or whatever the case is. And, um, I would say maybe when I was younger, maybe like between the ages of 10 to maybe 14, that kind of like messed with me a little bit. But yeah. as I got older, it was just more like. I have to be the best version of myself that I could be. I got to mm-hmm. be the best basketball player that, you know, I could be. Right. You know? So just learning that and my dad telling me that um, and my parents and my mom telling me that, my grandparents telling me that, like, that just helped me to just, you know, be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like your, like your high school days, like you said, like uh, kind of got in your head a little, like when you were like a young teenager, then you started mm-hmm. to mature a little bit. And those yeah. college offers start rolling in. When did you start realizing or like start seeing these college offers as your play like started to grow and develop and you know get better over time? So the crazy thing is, like, um, so I went to one high school, I went to St. Raymond's first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I transferred to my dad's high school to LaSalle. And the crazy thing is I didn't even have college offers. Like I I had I had uh I had interest from from like maybe two schools, um, but I didn't have any offers. Um, I graduated, I was younger. I was younger than I was, I graduated at 17. So when yep. I graduated, um, I wanted to go to prep school. And then when I went to prep school and I finished prep school, then I had like, then I, I had an offer and then I took too long. So they offered somebody else. Yep. And then I wound up, um, the story about how I got to my college was crazy. It was a guy that worked with us and Called me one day. I was in the gym. Called me one day, like, "Yo, this school wants you to come out there. They're Division Two school. They want you to come. They want you to work out and stuff. And they probably gonna offer you a scholarship." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So he comes, picks me up, like from my from from the block that I lived on, um, and he got a pit bull in the back seat. And now, mind you, this school's in West Virginia, so it's six and a half hours away. Yeah. So from the whole ride. I'm riding like in the car, I'm sitting in the front seat and the pit bull is literally like on my shoulder, you know, like just like breathing. I'm the whole ride. I'm just sitting and I'm like, all right, don't turn around. Or yeah. don't, like, don't move too fast because this pit bull might attack you. Like I have no idea. I've never seen this dog before in my life. So, uh, so I wound up riding down there and uh, they offered me. And then I just, I just signed on the spot, like uh, being there. You know what I mean? So I, I wasn't one of those kids that had like 
a bunch of offers and and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, I feel like I got, I feel like I got a lot better when I when I got when I left when I got out of New York, I started to be better because there's so much other stuff that you could do while you're in New York. Um, when I went away to school, it was kind of just more like it's just basketball, you know, like yeah. I have a gym that I can get into all the time. So it's like you wake up, you go to the gym, you work out, go eat, go to classes, do whatever you're doing, go back to the gym at night. You know, so I was able to really kind of really just lock in and, and put the time in um, to make my college experience the best that I could. Yeah, that's so that transition, like you said, from New York all the way down to West Virginia now. It's like you said, six hours away. It's a huge transition. And you said it's only <laughs> basketball. So, um, so that was you spent four years at uh, Fairmont. Yeah, graduated yeah. there and then you spent an extra year on the coaching staff so I want to go back to like your playing days first before we get into like you know starting coaching and everything like that um you were coached under Joe Mazzulla who's one of the assistants for the Boston Celtics um yeah, yeah. which is when I found that out I was like kind of taken away because I was coached by his dad my whole entire my entire that's my guy career. right there that's, entire playing that's my guy right there yeah man since I was like 13 so like I I was seventh grade I worked for him he was my boss he was my coach and then you know my senior year you know that uh, yeah. tragic passing and everything like that but um Joey was actually my first guest I had on my podcast so like yeah, just I've seen see, that. yeah just to see how I've grown from there it's like when yeah. he when he first was like yeah I'll do it I was like all right this is a big deal like I was kind of <laughs> nervous you know what I mean so but then yeah, it just yeah. evolved from there yeah so um Talk about a little bit like what how he mentored you uh, your first year. Um, and did you know did you know about him before you went to Fairmont? Yeah, yeah. So I knew about him because I watched him uh like I didn't know him personally, but I yeah, watched Virginia. Him, you saw yeah, him I watched him play right. against uh John Wall and those guys at West yeah. Virginia. Um so when I got to Fairmont, Joe was the assistant coach. Um, the head coach was a guy named Jared Calhoun. Yeah, yep. um, but uh me and Coach Calhoun, like we kind of butted heads a lot. Mm-hmm. And Joe was like my outlet, you know, like that was the guy that I woke up when I woke up in the morning and I watched film. Um, he watched film with me 730 in the morning, every morning. He had, right after film, watched film for 30 minutes. Right after that, we on the court we working out for 40 minutes. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, just having that kind of repetition and um, kind of seeing the way that he coached me and see the, seeing the way that he he didn't just care about me as a basketball player. He cared about me as a person. He, he wanted to make sure like everything was all right back at home, that uh, you know my family was okay, make sure that I was doing well in school, make sure that um, you know he was mentoring me to be uh, like a better person more than, more than a better basketball player. And seeing that, seeing that is actually one of the reasons why I even like started coaching. Um, but just the effect that he had on me when I was, when I was going through what I was going through, because like I said, my, my head coach was a good head coach and he was just very demanding. And I I had never kind of dealt with that um, in high school. Like I, yeah. I know it a little bit, but I was better than the people I was playing against mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Now I'm a freshman and I'm 140 pounds and all these dudes is grown men. And he just had a guy in here that transferred in from St. John's that was a senior that just graduated that was like the captain of the ship. That was so when I went in, when I went into school, um, I didn't start right away. Only thing I came off the bench for probably like the first eight games. 
And then I wound up starting. And um, just Joe just really mentored me through that, through that whole process and helped me grow as a, as a person, as a basketball player, as like just somebody who knew the game. I didn't just watch the game anymore. Now I was watching for certain things. Mm-hmm. I was, um, so he, him and, him and my dad probably had the most, um, the most to do with why I am where I'm at right now. You right. know, just from the standpoint of seeing them doing, seeing them do it, seeing the way that they did it and seeing how they went about it um, kind of made me want to even start coaching. But uh, my freshman year, it was a lot of ups and downs. It was a lot of like, um, you know, uh, figuring it out, kind of just being thrown into the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, my sophomore year was was a little bit better, but kind of the same way because I'm still young. I'm still, you know, I'm still in college. I still want to go out. I still, but not even that, like just from a standpoint of like being in college, like I still want to yeah. do other stuff. Away. Yeah, exactly. I want to, I want to, I want to, want to go outside i want to hang out with my friends here i want to do this you know what i mean so um so my junior year so after my junior year we we had a really really good season um it doesn't end the way we wanted to we, we 25 and 3 we 25 and 3 we play in the conference tournament lose first round playing in NCAA tournament lose first round uh so it really like it really stung and then after that joe left and mm-hmm. joe went to maine to, to work in the G League. Yep. So it's my senior year now. I don't have the, the guy that um, helped me throughout this whole process. And I just remember it was one day, it was one day, Joe, right before he left, he was in practice and he looked at me and the whole team was sitting there and he said, the first thing is, he said, y'all season won't start until y'all lose the game because it'll show you who you really are. And then the second thing is he looked at me and he said, yeah, only going to go as far as he will take. And to me, that really like stuck with me because it was just kind of like telling me, it was just basically telling me like, okay, you have to, you have to mature. Like you have to, you have to grow up. You have to take accountability for your team because this is your team. And, um, that helped me tremendously. Uh, and him not being there kind of made me grow up. It made me understand what Coach Calhoun was talking about. And it made our me and Coach Calhoun's relationship better. Um, when I started holding my teammates accountable and I started doing all those things. So that year we winded up uh starting the season 21 and 0. And then we winded up making it to the national championship and we lost uh to Northwest Missouri, who was a good team and stuff. Um, but we had a great season. We finished 34 and three. And, uh, you know, I was able to reach the goals that I wanted to reach that I had for myself. I wound up breaking, uh, the steals record yep. and the all time assist record and doing that stuff. So it was, it was, it was, it was great. And I want to give a shout out to my school cause they haven't like an alumni thing today. I couldn't go to it cause I had work, but, uh, you know, like it, it's, it's always great to just like kind of relive those moments talk to my old teammates and stuff like that because that was the time where you know like we didn't really have a care in the world we were just playing basketball just you know trying to be the best that we could be trying to you know just build that bond and build that brotherhood and you know it's it's, it's great to um be able to even talk about you know like that team and the people that we had yeah that's awesome that sucks that you weren't able to go to the um alumni day because i'm sure they would have probably like 
had something for you guys because you guys had such oh, yeah. a positive effect on the team. And um, like you said, all-time assist leader, all-time steals leader. I, I was going to mention that. I forgot to. But um, no. so talking about like a little bit more about Joe, one, like just just from hearing those stories, it literally sounds like Coach Dan, like his dad. Like yeah. for me, that's like yeah. that's exactly what he would do in practice. He'd pick out guys, like you said, how he picked out, singled out you, and, and that clicked in your head was like, all right, I'm the guy, I'm the point yeah. guard, I got to lead my team. And a lot of those that happened more so in my junior season, like for me and two other my guys. And then my senior year, he pulled us aside to the same thing, and then that's when he got sick, so he wasn't able to coach. But yeah. um, it's it's so cool to like hear those kinds of stories and like how small the world really is, just to see how mm. all the connections go and things. Um, so like yeah, for me, it, thing, yeah. And the crazy thing is, Joe, Joe. When I first got there, Joe, Joe told me like his dad had season tickets to Providence, yep. and he would always go watch my dad play. And it yeah. was crazy, like how it kind of worked out mm-hmm. because Joe was like, "Oh, I used to watch your dad play like, like all the time, and now for me to be sitting here coaching, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 amazing." So. It was just, like I said, it was great how that worked out. And my mom, like even my mom said it today, um, you know, just I really believe that like God put me around the right people. You know what I mean? And Joe was, even still to this day, like we still got a great relationship and everything. Um, I was actually just up there for when they played against the Bucks, uh, But he's like, you know, like he will be a friend of mine uh forever like that's that's like my guy right there <laughs> that's like my guy what's it like to see him in the nba now uh, i mean it's great like yeah like if it's anybody if it's anybody who deserves it it's him like that dude that dude even working under him like like that dude he works like you know like he puts the time and he he loves his job he he everything with him is just basketball it's, it's, it's basketball. It's how can he get better? It's how can he stay in the best shape? It's how can he make his players the best? It's, you know what I mean? And, and then even the people that work with him, he he wants to make you better. He he genuinely wants to see you do the best that you can do. You know what I mean? And having somebody like that, especially in a setting of like the NBA where it's like a lot of business and stuff like that, you know, it's just super genuine. And, and I'm just... If there's anybody who deserves to be in the position that he's in right now, it's him. And I'm just, I'm just happy that, you know, like um, everything that he worked for is coming to fruition and he is having the success that he's having because, you know, like, like I said, if there's anybody who, who works and who work ethic, I would want to match one day is Joe's. Yeah, th- th- man, those Missoulas were born to coach, man. I think all of them have some kind of coaching experience. I was coached by uh, his uncle. I was coached by his uh, his grandfather. I was coached by almost mm-hmm. all of them. So, and they um, can't. And the, and the crazy thing is, they can't turn it off. Like, yeah, like, it's it comes like, in real life too, off the court. Exactly. Yeah, like Papa Dan, like like Papa Dan, he used to come down there. Uh, he used to come down there to to Fema. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. We in the tournament and stuff. So like this is this is maybe this is maybe a year. This is maybe a year, year and a half, you know, like before before he passed away. I'm I, I had all the red shirts when I was at Fama when I was working for Joe. So I'm in the weight room with the red shirts. I got them lifting. He walks in there and he's like, Oh, you guys aren't doing a real lift. <laughs> and he legit, he legit, I promise you, he legit put like put all the red shirts through a lift while he was lifting with us. You know what I mean? And this is like. 
this is like he's doing push-ups here and there yeah. doing, doing everything you know what i mean and it just it just it just kind of showed like they're just wired a little different you know what mm-hmm. i mean like like whatever wiring that they have is just a little different it's just yeah. like they they can't turn off coaching they can't turn off um you know, just like competitiveness and, and stuff like that. And I and I think that like when you have that and you have people who are genuinely, who genuinely want to invest in you, like like I feel like they did with me, um, it's just great. And I, and I really don't feel like, I feel like if you're receptive to it and you're open to it, like you can't fail mm-hmm. because they, they put you in positions to be great and they show you how to be great. You know what I mean, and and that's stuff that you really can't. Um, you really can't uh, just like you fake. don't see it every day. Yeah, like yeah, you, you, you said it best. Like God put them on the planet for a reason. Like they mm-hmm. surrounded you. She surrounded you with them. Surrounded me with them, and all my friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, it's Definitely. just a full, full circle ending. And could it be more blessed to be around them? You know, the time that we were. Um, but like you said, going back to that first year as a coach, how did that opportunity uh, come to you for your first like official coaching opportunity? Ah, uh, so. So right after, like right after I finished playing, uh, this is like right after the national championship. Um, we knew Coach Calhoun had took the job at Youngstown State, and then Joe took the job at uh, Fairmont. Um, so, uh, so we knew that, and I kind of knew already that I wanted to get right into coaching. Uh, me and Joe had kind of already had a discussion about it, about like how it's just way better to you know get into coaching earlier rather than trying to go overseas playing for maybe whatever it is, five years, whatever it is, and then coming back and having to be in a position that I would have been in when I was 23, you know, I'll be in that position when I'm 30 or be in that position. You know what I mean? So, so uh, we already had that discussion and I actually, I actually Joe, so Joe, so from that Joe offered me the GA spot at Fairmont and coach Calhoun offered me the GA spot at Youngstown. And I wound up going with Coach Calhoun because Youngstown was in, like my grandmother lived in Youngstown. Mm-hmm. I had family out there and stuff like that. So I wound up going there. Um, I didn't really like the scenery. I didn't really like, like, just like the college and how they invested into the basketball program and stuff like that. So in January, I called Joe and I was just like, listen, I'm probably not gonna stay at Youngstown, blah, blah. like." I want to come back there. So he allowed me to come back. Um, and then I finished the year with Fairmont and then I worked with them the year after, um, which is when uh, I had, we had a good recruiting class and he basically gave me the red shirts. I was like, okay, this is, this is your project. You know what I mean? This is what I want from them. Um, this is what I need from you. And you know, like, make it yours. Like, so uh, I had Dale Bonner who transferred from Fairmont um, to Baylor University. Uh, I had RJ Sunahara who played, um, he plays at Nova Southeastern and he was probably, uh, he was like defensive player of the year. He got freshman of the year. Dale got freshman of the year as well. And he might've got player and he might have got like player of the year or something like that in the conference. Then I had uh, Seth Yonkin, who plays at Fairmont, who really, really good kid, really good rebounder, um, screen and finishing around the rim. Uh, I had a kid named Jacob Brown, 
who came in transferred from Youngstown, uh, who I think just finished his career, but he was really good. So um, just having those guys and being able to, you know, come up with um, a player development sheet for them and come up with different ways to try to make them better um, was really was really a challenge. And it really showed me like, okay, you can do this. You know what I mean? Like, you you know what you're doing. Um, and then if I had a question, I could just ask Joe, and he would show me how to do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, yeah. so uh, like I said, he put me in a position where uh, I felt like I couldn't fail. And he days where it was tough on me or whatever, he would coach me through it. And mm -hmm. he would uh, show me, you know, like how to get through it, how to get past it. Right. Yeah, before I get into a couple more questions, I do want to ask you, um, like your like the perspective. So, like as a player looking at the game, I, obviously I, I've asked a couple of coaches this before, and they've they haven't really said the same thing. They, it's kind of along the same lines. But how has the game kind of changed, maybe in your eyes, coming from like a player perspective and all your life, and now you're on the coaching side, and you're like you said, coming up with playing schemes and workouts and everything like that for all these players. How has that changed throughout the years for you? Um. So I mean, it, it's two ways that I kind of look at it. It's like uh, when I watch games, like when I watch the finals, yeah, um, I watch it to see like what schemes they're doing, or or to try to see like okay, are they trying to attack this person? Are they trying to? Um, is there a reason why they're playing this defense? Or how is their offense flowing? What are they looking for? Stuff like that um, is more stuff that I didn't look at before, and also uh, because what I do is. I am an assistant coach for the Blue Coats, and then I also do a lot of play development stuff for like the rookies that come down with the sixes and stuff like that. So I try to look for different ways to make them better, to put them in positions um, to be good. So when I have a player um, that comes down, I, I'll look at him and then I'll look for an NBA comparison. And with that, now when I watch the games, if that person is playing, I see how they are effective. And then I try to just add that into what I'm doing on the player development side. Um, so it did change a little bit because before, you know, you just watch as a fan and you just, you know, you just watching like, oh, they did that. Oh, they did that. Like, that's cool. Now it's more uh, when I'm watching the game, I can see, I can kind of see like, okay, they're up to touch mm -hmm. or they're in the drop or, uh, they got the they got the low man coming over or they're helping from the strong side. You know what I mean? So it's just like seeing those different things because I because I sit on the sideline and I coach it, now I can actually like see it. Whereas before I didn't see it. I didn't see X outs. I didn't see rotations. Um I just kind of just watched the game. Mm -hmm. uh, now I actually see those things and um I'm able to like, you know, dissect them and kind of like when I talk to Joe, I'm able to say, okay, why did you do this, this, and this? You know what I mean? Or when I talk to uh, my dad, I'm able to say, you know, like, why did y'all do this? You know what I mean? What's the reason for this? You know, and um, able to just like learn and try to try to grow myself, you know, just watching the games now. Yeah. So what, what goes into like your day? Like as like now you're with the G League, um, before I ask you like how you got into it and things like that, how, what's like your day like revolved around? How do you go about your day and what are the types of things you do? Uh, to kind of one prepare players and two to kind of prepare yourself for what's like to come. Uh, so uh, so like when I'm in the G League, because right right now I'm I'm with the Sixes. We're going yeah. through summer league stuff or whatever. 
Uh, but when I'm in the G League, it's basically um, we have practice at uh, probably like 10 30, 10 o'clock usually. So I'll get there. Uh, I'll try to get there early and text a couple guys like, like do they want to work out? Do they want to shoot? Whatever the case may be. Each person is different um, with guards. Uh, and if it's before practice, I usually do like more just ball handling and shots, you know, like just getting them ready for the day. We might do a couple finishes or whatever, but it's most likely just ball handling, couple finishes, and then like spot shots. Um, then after that, we'll go through practice. Well, we'll I have a coaches meeting first um, where we'll talk about what we want to do in practice, what drills we want to do, what do we need to build on, um, what are we trying to get accomplished. Then we'll go through practice, and then after practice, uh, usually the guys stay, get shots, um, and then I'll kind of work out or either I'll work out before or after, but I usually work out. Um, and then when I go home, I usually try to, if we had a game or if I got film from practice or something like that, I'll try to watch it, break it down. So then I can send film to the guys uh, while they're at home. So just so stuff that they could like look at. And then maybe it's like, okay, look at this coming early tomorrow. We'll work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're around like the younger guys and stuff like that. You said like the rookies coming in and yeah, put, like, yeah. players in the G League. Yeah. 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 So, um, so usually, uh, so like the Sixers this year, um, they sent down Jaden Springer. Um, they had uh, Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, um, Charlie Brown Jr., Miles Powell. Uh, so, they, so they'll come down. And when they come down for the Sixers, it's, it's basically like, okay, what do the Sixers need them to do? You know, um, and then they're different from they're different from somebody that's like uh, Braxton Key or Haywa Hasmith. Um, mm-hmm. They're different from, from those guys because those guys are more. Yes, they are on our G League team and they are. They might try to be on the Sixers one day, but they're also trying out for twenty nine other NBA teams. Yeah. So the stuff that I do with them might be a little bit different than the stuff that I'll focus on with. Jaden or Charlie, you know what I mean, or Miles, because the Sixers need them to do a specific thing, whereas right. these guys have to be more, um, more well-rounded, mm-hmm. more well, like, just play a bigger position. Um, so they will work on like different things. Yeah. So obviously the talent shifts from college, obviously to the NBA. Um, but like the guys that you're working with are like young; they're like incoming rookies. Or their guys, maybe in their, their second or maybe even third year. Yeah. Um, so, like your coaching style, how one, how did you get like the the gig with the blue coats, and how did that opportunity come? And two, like how has maybe like your coaching style changed, or how has it stayed the same from that transition? Uh, so how I got the job, Joe Joe actually invited me to be a volunteer assistant with the um, Boston Celtics in the summer league. Okay, so I went, so I went um, and I was actually just down there, just hanging out. Uh, somebody asked me to go to a dinner. Um, and at the dinner, I met Kobe Carl, George Carl's son. And we just talked and talked basketball for maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. And then when he got the job with the Blue Coats, he called me and, you know, he just asked me, you know, like, did I have anything? Did I want to do it? Then they interviewed me um, and then I accepted the position with them. Um, so, like, that's how I got, that's how I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, no, it hasn't changed. Uh, you know, like at the end of the day, 
I always coach people the same way because at the yeah. end of the day, at the end of the day, like it's it's all people. And my biggest thing is is trying to you know emulate what Joe did. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like as much as I want to make you a better basketball player, I also want to make you a better person. I also want to because everything that you do off the court is gonna affect you on the court. You know, so just um, the biggest thing with these guys is more um, technical. Yeah, you no, know, it's like just with 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 the younger guys, it's more with the um, I mean with the with the college guys, it's more like okay, let's we doing everything, we're gonna hit everything today. Um, with these guys, it's more technical. It's more like okay, we need to work on this, so we're gonna do this. We're gonna get in game shots. We're gonna try to do this, this, and this. This is where you're gonna get your shots at. This is where you're gonna shoot. Um, and I, I was kind of that way when I did college too, but I was trying to teach them more things because it might've been a lot of stuff that they never did before or something like that. With these guys, there is stuff that they didn't do, but it's also um, trying to keep it as simple as possible, mm -hmm. you know, for, for these guys, because um, they're younger, they will play with somebody like a James Harden or Joel B, where your role is, is, is smaller, but you have to do much more in that role. So, how do you get accomplished this, this, and this, you know, with having those guys with maybe only, maybe you can only take two dribbles, three dribbles, boom, how do we get this accomplished in this amount of time while being efficient? Uh, it's probably like the biggest thing. Right. And this, this was your first official, like first year at mm -hmm. the pro level. Yeah. So and you guys, you guys won the East. So explain yeah. to me like that uh, experience and how like, throughout the season you guys grew as a team because like mm -hmm. probably like I don't know if the season like started off as you wanted it to but I mean at the end you know you guys got the end results you just didn't make it you know the full way through. No, we, so we actually I mean uh, so in the G League you have you have one season first and then you have another season so like you have the showcase first yep play all the teams or whatever they send you to Vegas you have the showcase so we won the showcase cup yeah, we, yeah right, we won right. the showcase cup um then going into the next season our team changed because Paul Reed went up to the sixes, he didn't come down uh, that much more. We uh, acquired Miles Powell, which he's an electric scorer. You know what I mean? But he brought something different to the table. Um, we lost Hayward Hudson if he went to the Heat. So by the time the end of the year came around, um, we kind of had a whole different team than we had in the beginning. Like we had our staples, um, but we had a different team. And even in the playoffs, we lost Braxton because Braxton went to Detroit Pistons. Um, so with our success with us winning came guys moving on and guys getting better and them going to where they was where they was going. And with that, um, I just think the biggest thing, uh, Kobe, so Kobe Carl, I coached with Isaiah Fox and um JP, JP Clark. Uh, we all coached together. And with us, um, I think that we had a great group of guys that was able to deal with the transitions of the players and was able to um help the players grow as well as help the team be good and keep us in a good um, mindset, especially with people going up, people going down, not knowing who you're going to have this day, that day, or just rosters changing. Um, I think I think we did a great job as a whole of just understanding what we had, playing to that, knowing what we needed in practice, um, as well as keep on making the guys better. So it, it, it was great. Like my first year in the G League was – Great, I couldn't ask for 
a better, um, of course, you know, you, you want to win a championship, but if you look at what we did, I mean, we won the showcase cup. Then we came back, had a different team, wound up winning the East, going to the championship. And really, quite honestly, in the, in the finals, we were just shorthanded. We were missing about six players. We were just shorthanded, but we was able to get guys um, NBA contracts. We was able to get guys uh, good enough to where they could go play and help the 76ers. Um, so all in all, I mean, it was a great year for me. Um, and, I, you know, I hope for the organization. Yeah, man. I, I always see like the stories now that you're kind of, um, you know, in the off season, you're still, like you said, all your Instagram stories, the same grind. You're in the summer league now. It's like summertime. You're still on the same grind. And I love that um, about your work ethic, man. And, uh, you know, that kind of wraps up like the coaching questions, your playing questions, things like that. Um, I just want to ask you before like the show caps off, what'd you think of the show? What'd you think of the lineup? And um, I'm a, I'm a big Miles Powell fan because I'm a Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where he was originally. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying I'm trying to reach out to him, get him on. But I want to know like, your thoughts on the show. What you uh, What you think of it? Um, I'm, like I said, I think that it's good. I think that you're growing. Um, to see where you was at before with Joe, and I, and I think that you're you're asking the right questions uh, that people want to hear. So it's great. Um, and the same thing I'll tell you is like, just don't stop working. You know what I mean? Like. Just, just keep on working, keep on um, trying to get people up here, keep on trying to, you know, pick people's brains and talk to them uh, because as you work is, is, is as big as your show is going to grow. The, the reason why I do the same grind thing is just because um, I'm trying to show people that, you know, like whatever you want to do, you can do it. You just got to work. You got to do it. You know, like, 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 no shortcuts. It's no shortcuts to, to being successful, to getting where you want to go. It's... If it's a wall right there, you got to get through that wall. So how do you get through it? You just keep on hammering away at it. You just keep on hitting it. One of the guys that I work for, um, Coach Lombardi at IUP, after I finished working at FAMO, he will always say, you know, it's a story in the Bible about the stone cutter. And he keeps on hitting that stone, hitting that stone, hitting that stone. He don't know when it's going to crack. But the day that you turn to walk away from it is the day that somebody else picks up that hammer, they hit it one time, and then the stone cracks. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you just got to keep on hammering um hammering away at it and just keep on um like I said just try to get people up here um and like I said I think that you're asking the right questions if I can help you with miles I'll try to help you he should be here in a couple of days so I'll try to help you yeah for sure get the word to him and uh, like I said I wish I could talk to you a little bit more I know that the zoom has like a little time limit thing but uh, we'll definitely be in touch for sure and like you said if miles send it through to miles if he you know if he's interested yeah. I, I'm happy to have him man yeah no definitely uh the last the only thing I want to say is um, I got to say glory to God all the time. I wouldn't be in the position that I am without, um, without God in my life. And, uh, you know, just shout out to my family and my daughter, love of my life right there. So always got to shout awesome, out. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. And my little sister, cause my little sister be mad if I don't shout out too. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. My little Skyler sister, same cupcake, exact way. <laughs> love y'all. Yeah. Skylar and Cupcake, I love y'all. <laughs> Appreciate the time, man, so much. Thank you. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you.